Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. Canada Day was on the calendar earlier this week, and the day after this show airs, Independence Day in the U.S. will be celebrated. Like never before, we're honoring these days with mixed emotions. On one hand, we're thankful for the liberties our countries have afforded us and the protection we experience. When I talk with friends whose families moved to Canada from around the world, I'm reminded of why they were willing to risk all, leave their family back home, and move across the planet to get here. And the same goes for the United States. The mixed emotions come in as we've had to recognize in the last year just how flawed our beginnings have been and that we're not perfect yet either. Recently, the world has found out at the same time as we Canadians learned that our forefathers and one denomination of the Christian church was involved in murder. Our hearts are reeling from these inconceivable discoveries of hitting grave sites, holding the remains of indigenous children who were taken away from their families into residential schools. A blight on our nation's history of epic proportions. In the United States, the racism that started over 100 years ago surfaced in the death of George Floyd that ignited months of riots, rebellion, and then a charge on the nation's capital caused many of my American friends to question so much about the foundations and current footings of their country. I feel like Canada and the U.S. are like families who've just found out about the skeletons in their family closet, kind of disoriented upset, ashamed, confused, and disheartened. The healthy way through is to invite God in to deal with the hurtful and heinous events, not ignore or deny they happened. You need to ask for forgiveness when you've been the offender, release forgiveness to those who hurt you, and then work to bring healing, committing to live a better way. I know this process very well because it's what God's had me work through to get to healing and freedom from my past hurts. It's all broken down in my new Traveling Through the Desert with You online course. So if you're personally needing to process your past pain, then I encourage you to check out my course from the links in the show notes and find the healing that God has for you. If your heart is reeling over the recent news in Canada or the racism and rioting in the USA, then I really do encourage you to download one of the Soul H2O journal pages to record the scripture included in this devotion and help you dive deep into the teaching segment to quench your spiritual thirst. I do believe God wants to bring hope and healing as we take a look at Canada's history, the good and the bad, to see what our founding fathers wanted our nation to be known for and how we can pass along that to the next generation, if we do our part. We'll look at the destiny that God has for our nation of Canada, and I'm hoping we will get back in line with His purposes. I believe that this is also going to spur you on to dream about God's purpose for your life. I know there's great encouragement if we can learn from our past to build a better future. If you're listening from south of our Canadian borders, I think you'll find our history every bit as interesting, messed up, and inspiring as yours. Show notes can be found on soulh2o.com slash 72. For our inbox talk this week, the message comes from Tara in the Niagara region of Ontario. 
She said, Sherry, I love listening to your podcast. God has definitely given you a gift. It's one thing to have a gift, but another to steward it so well. I'll be praying for your ministry. Well, Tara, I so appreciate those words and especially the prayer. What God can do when we pray in agreement is quite literally the impossible. Well, let's dive into today's Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. Back in 2017, my pastor, Nathan Albrecht, talked about honoring the men and women who fought for the liberties we so often take for granted. I felt like I got hit on the head with the knowledge stick and experienced so many aha moments as he talked. It was shortly after the intro where I kind of checked out and began feverishly writing. What Pastor Nate said inspired a three-week series on the Soul H2O blog called We Stand on Guard for Thee. And I could have written about two more devotions or more with the amount of research I had, but didn't want to drag it out. What I'm going to share with you on today's show is also a product of these revelations at church. This week's show is a tribute to the good parts about my country of Canada. A completely Canadian tradition is staying home on Saturday night to watch hockey. For the women not fully committed to the game in the Toronto area, time spent in front of the TV has become a little better over the last few years with the addition of some incredible music at the beginning of every Toronto Maple Leafs game with the most adorable member of Leaf Nation, Martina Ortiz Louise. For those of you who don't know her, Martina is the full-time anthem singer for the NHL's Toronto Maple Leafs. She's leaving arenas awestruck with her stellar performances and astounding voice of both national anthems, O Canada and the Star-Spangled Banner. Not bad for a girl who started at 16 years old. She so impressed me that I had her come and perform at our Women in Music and Media event that year. Martina is this amazing girl, and she aspired all of us women working in media with her voice and her heart. Every time she sings our national anthem, I get chills up my spine and I'm so proud of this incredible young woman. When I sing our national anthem, it doesn't sound so good, but I'm struck by the words in a very profound way. I think about the state of our nation and feel like we haven't kept up our end of the bargain to the Canadians who first sang the lyrics when they say, Oh Canada, we stand on guard for thee. Instead of proclaiming with pride in years past with, Oh, Canada, we're with heavy hearts, saying like a disappointed parent, Oh, Canada. Habakkuk 2.1 says, I will stand at my guard post and station myself on the lookout tower. I will watch to see. If we, as a nation, had stationed ourselves at the guard post, not closed our eyes, but kept them open to the hurting and most vulnerable, thousands of Indigenous children would not have lost their lives, only to be found in hidden graves decades later. My heart is grieved over these lost lives and the families who had to endure such heartache in having their children taken away. Even when leadership is corrupt, it's the duty of citizens to fulfill their God-given role to keep their eyes open and to protect their nation. We're not supposed to just sing the words of our anthem, but live them out. Oh, Canada, I stand on guard for thee. Another seldom heard verse in our anthem makes this clear when it says, 
O Canada, beneath thy shining skies, may stalwart suns and gentle maidens rise to keep thee steadfast through the years from east to western sea, our own beloved native land, our true north strong and free. The line in our anthem, where the early settlers included a request for God to keep our land glorious and free, is where I feel they were counting on you and I to partner with God to see this prayer achieved. Sadly, we're beginning to watch those freedoms crumble as we neglect to fulfill our role to stand on guard for thee. Just like the Israelites in Habakkuk's day, we're all called to find our position and guard the spiritual condition of our country. I will stand at my guard post and station myself on the lookout tower. I will watch to see, it says in Habakkuk 2.1. Looking into the history of our national anthem, I was filled with pride as I read the intentionality of our former leaders to pass along their faith to the next generation. Actually, there was another Canadian song written for our Confederation in 1867 that I think Leaf Nation wishes was still around since it was called The Maple Leaf Forever. The chorus words express a desire to see God bless our nation forever. It goes like this. The maple leaf, our emblem dear, the maple leaf forever. God save our queen and heaven bless the maple leaf forever. Canada has a rich heritage of faith in God. Wisely, not in leaf nation. Okay, joking aside, if we desire to see our nation blessed, then we need to recognize God's calling to take care of the poor, the needy, fatherless, widows, and most vulnerable in our society because this message is repeated in the Bible many, many times. James 1.27 says, Religion that our God accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Faith in God should move your focus off of yourself and on to others. How you personally and how we collectively as a nation treat the least fortunate will set the pace for or withdrawal of God's blessing on our nation. The current official lyrics are, O Canada, our home and native land, true patriot love in all of us command. With glowing hearts, we see thee rise, the true nor strong and free. From far and wide, O Canada, we stand on guard for thee. God keep our land glorious and free. O Canada, we stand on guard for thee. Oh, Canada, we stand on guard for thee. The National Post wrote an article disparaging the original national anthem, quoting a post by Ted Byfield, the Alberta journalist, saying, It's not universalist. It is not multicultural. It is not peacemaking. The problem is they aren't considering the whole original song, just the short and condensed version that is sung today. Translating the original verses, we don't sing anymore into English, you can hear the heart of some of our founding members of Confederation towards unity as the words declare, Among the foreign races, our guide is the law. Let us know how to be a people of brothers. Unity should be our greatest desire. 
The words to the original national anthem of O Canada were written in 1880 by a French poet and judge. Although the English translation is much different, it holds a similar hope that faith will guard our nation and keep it free, but loses some of the mentions of the impact our faith has on the success of our nation like the original French song had. A tavalure de fois trompé, and then repeating protégera nos foyers et nos droits, is sung in the bilingual anthem but not sung in the English. The literal translation of these two phrases are, And your valor, soaked or tempered in faith, will protect our homes and rights, will protect our homes and rights. And then the chorus, a prayer of partnership with God for the purpose of our nation. God keep our land glorious and free. O Canada, we stand on guard for thee. O Canada, we stand on guard for thee. Another original verse is again a prayer. Ruler supreme, who hearest humble prayer, hold our dominion within thy loving care. Help us to find, O God, in thee a lasting rich reward, as waiting for the better day we ever stand on guard. May we ever stand on guard for thee. I'm thankful for the nation of Canada. You and I are blessed as recipients of freedoms we didn't fight for and liberties we don't deserve. We can't forget the cost of these privileges and need to do our part to uphold and see faith in Christ passed down to the next generation and the generation after that of Canadians through caring for the most vulnerable in our nation. I've been running in circles I'm just looking forward to being able to connect with people, to speak with them about issues that are current and to get their perspective on things and to kind of bounce ideas around. And then also to hear from those who are listening because we learn by listening. And I think that's a big part of what I hope the show is about learning from each other and listening as much as talking. Okay, here we go. Good music, good conversation, good company. Faith Strong Today's Good Company with me, Holly Taylor. Weekdays at 5 p.m. right here on Joy. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. When I was listening to Pastor Nathan movingly share about how we need to be thankful for those who gave up their lives in war for the wonderful freedoms we benefit from, it really hit me. In North America, we're blessed to be able to speak freely, to worship freely, to live free. Next, Pastor Nate read John 15, 13 that says, Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. When I heard this familiar verse, I felt the proverbial whack on the head and the thought went through my mind. You don't have to die to lay down your life. Not many of us are asked to die for our freedoms anymore, but we still need people who are willing to lay down their lives if we want to keep our current freedoms. You see, when people keep silent, their liberties are lost, and that's why I'm thankful Canada has people like Faitan Grzeski. Faitan is a young woman dynamically inspiring Canadians from sea to shining sea. She's a mom with two young children. She could easily sit back during this busy time of her life, but instead she is laying down her life for her country. 
The principle that you don't have to die to lay down your life comes straight from Scripture. Paul taught the Roman believers this when he said, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. That's from Romans 12, verse 1. God is asking you, through Paul, to be a living sacrifice. Since you can't die and keep living, you can be sure he isn't asking for martyrs. God is asking you to lay down your life on a daily basis. He's asking you to lay down your plans, your desires, your will to fulfill his plans, his desires, his will. Giving up your will is not an easy thing to do, or Jesus wouldn't have struggled so much in the Garden of Gethsemane. Battling it out in prayer, Jesus was eventually able to live by his statement, Not my will, but yours be done, Father. The strangest thing happens when you begin to pray and trust God with your life. Your will truly does become his will. We can all be like Phaeton and stand on guard for thee. Apparently, I'm not a very detail-oriented person because it was only a few short years ago when I realized for the first time in my life, and let's just say it's been a little more than 20 years, I noticed that the Canadian coat of arms has a unicorn on it. I started to worry about what the founding fathers of Confederation might have been doing when it was created in 1921 until I learned how the unicorn was a symbol for Scotland and also a part of the UK coat of arms. So, Maybe my brother-in-law, Colin McKenzie, can help us understand this Scottish unicorn. But even more astounding than a unicorn on our coat of arms is the banner holding the inscription of our Canadian motto, Amare Jus Ad Mare, which translated from the Latin means from sea to sea. Every Canadian is familiar with this phrase. We've heard it countless times, but I doubt everyone knows where Canadians got the inspiration for the slogan. On a morning in the late 1800s, a man named Samuel Tilly had an encounter with God during his morning devotions. When Tilly read Psalm 72, 8, which says, He shall have dominion also from sea to sea and from the river unto the ends of the earth. Tilly felt like the words leapt off the page as he read. He understood that God was speaking to him about this new country of Canada. God was helping them to form. Tilly shared this revelation with the other founding fathers of Confederation, and they all could see how the words of Psalm 72 verse 8 described the Canada they had begun to dream about. It was as if God was listening into their conversation, or should I say, God put the bug in their ear to help them dream with him? Now, that sounds more plausible. Their dream was for a country to go from the Atlantic to the Pacific Ocean, from the St. Lawrence River to the North Pole. This epiphany from God also influenced the decision to call our country the Dominion of Canada, which is still our official title as a nation, but just not often called by that name. A few years ago, I learned that my maiden name Fletcher means arrow maker, and God made it personal for me one day reading my Bible when a verse connected with the meaning of my family name and how it related to my personal destiny. I hope we don't forget our Canadian proper name and how that connects with our nation's God-given destiny, the Dominion of Canada.
For decades, Canadians celebrated Dominion Day every July 1st to recognize how Canada was under the dominion of God, honoring the words in Psalm 72, 8, He shall have dominion also from sea to sea and from the river and to the ends of the earth. All our Dominion Day celebrations ended when Prime Minister Pierre Elliott Trudeau's liberals broke protocol to sneakily pass Bill C-201, reforming the Holiday Act with only 13 MPs voting, not the constitutional requirement of 20 members to form a quorum. But sadly, Canadians didn't defend Dominion Day. In Tom Cott's Huffington Post blog article, Why We Should Bring Back Dominion Day, he suggests that changing Dominion Day to Canada Day was downgrading tradition and obscuring our heritage. He proposes that since the 1960s, successive governments have seen it as their duty to flush Canada's heritage down the toilet in an attempt to appear as a more inclusive society, though it did nothing but make Canadians ignorant of their past. By July 1st, 1867, when our confederation was signed, our nation was a far cry from the dream of from sea to sea, with only four provinces initially united to create Canada, out of the future ten provinces and three territories. A royal proclamation in 1921, with the release of our coat of arms, embedded Psalm 72 verse 8 into the DNA of our nation. But it took 82 years for our nation to fulfill its God-inspired geographical goals when the last province, Newfoundland, joined in 1949. They kept speaking the destiny of from sea to sea until it came to be. I really see the founding fathers of Canadian Confederation to be following God's inspiration, just like Habakkuk and the people of Israel from the verse found in Habakkuk 2, verses 2 to 3, that says, Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. Our founding members took Tilly's revelation from God and adopted it as their model when it was merely a statement of great aspiration, but with nothing to back it up. They wrote down this revelation so it was plain for others to see by etching Amare Usque Ad Mare, Latin for sea to sea, on our coat of arms and ran with it. If they didn't, I wouldn't have Psalm 72 verse 8 memorized today. Generations followed their lead and kept speaking the destiny of from sea to sea until it came to be. Has God revealed something to you about your future? Does it seem hard to believe it could ever become a reality? Let Canada's history be an encouragement for you today. Begin to declare over your circumstances the truth of God's revelation and run with it until you see it come to be. Today, I challenge you to love people like Jesus loved with arms open wide. If you do this, you will fulfill the mandate set out by our founding members of Confederacy to stand on guard for thee. I hope we as a nation still pray the prayer from the original writers of our national anthem and ask that among the foreign races, let us know how to be a people of brothers from sea to shining sea. 
From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for Episode 72 of the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show. Make sure to check out the show notes for related Soul H2O devotions on the blog and links to my online course, Traveling Through the Desert with You. To everyone listening, I want to wish you a happy Canada Day and a 4th of July celebration, praying you stay blessed and refreshed this holiday weekend. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O Podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.